Baby, welcome to the weekend. Oh, well, yeah, I guess Friday, technically Friday is the weekend. It's the start of the weekend, but theoretically weekends are two days, Saturday and Sunday. But Sunday always feels like a prep for work day, whereas Friday feels like a get over work. I don't know. It's just weird. Anyway, I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Welcome to the show for the 22nd of September, 2023. I almost went into the future. I usually go into the past. Uh, welcome to it. Uh, man, tonight at midnight, action-packed week in effing review, patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com. The cursing will be flowing like booze. Like booze, I tell you. It'll be good. Like like Hunter's money at a hooker convention. It'll be a good time. Patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com. Join the festivities. Support the program. Minimum five bucks a month. Maximum whatever you want. So much obliged and appreciate the hell out of it. Si vous play. All right, let's get to it so we can get to the weekend. I, uh, I'm going to start with a bit of audio. I don't normally go to audio this quickly in the program, as my mother used to say, but I will this time just because this is likely, if you're listening to this Friday morning, this is probably what you're going to hear a whole bunch on talk radio today because it kind of happened uh, later in the day, most of the crap shows were over for the day, so they weren't able to capitalize on this. And It's weird. Some people go, well, we'll get this tomorrow. We'll get to this tomorrow because I need to make, like, have your producer cut it and react to it. Do you really need that much prep time, dude? Do you have to I don't know, do serious research? Some shows, there's like three, four people on them, and you need a lot of, of ramp up. I'm a guy sitting in a room with one, two cats sleeping here. And if I see something on Twitter, I'll capture it in real time without even breaking, for God's sakes, and react to it live. Like, you can't do this. You're paid a ton of money to do this. But you'll hear a bunch of crap. And I say that knowingly, deliberately using the word crap. What am I talking about? Well, I'll explain it after you hear Ducey and the historic Corinne Jean-Pierre. What do you call it here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day? So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a... a, a wait, no. No, 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 no. No, you can't. Green? I'm answering... Okay, we're going to move You're on. You're answering no, 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 we're moving on. Green, moving. please. In the back, no, no, You said you were stopping the flow the of the border. No, no. I tried to answer... Uh, Peter, okay. I tried to answer the question, you stopped me. Let's go. I tried to answer the question and you stopped me. What do you call it? When, say, you got the border control, 10,000 people crossed yesterday. 10,000 people. That's a mid-sized town in most states. Just crossed the border illegally, and you idiots welcomed them over there like you're playing Red Rover. Well, what do you call it when... No, 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 don't play your stupid games. I suspect this might be one of the topics on the Weekend Evan Review, by the way. Don't play this stupid game. Well, what do you call it? I call it a failure on your part, you piece of crap. That's what I call it as. And then she just refused and moved on to the next question. And what's really pathetic, the most pathetic thing, is everybody in that room with the press pass who have, you know, walls full of ribbons and trophies and lucite blocks with their names laser etched in them, 
for all the awards and journalism that they did. Oh, here's my latest plaque. Many Pulitzers and everything you can possibly imagine. They in Hollywood are the two professions that award themselves more than a chronic masturbator does. And not a single one of them said a damn thing. Not a single. Now, you remember the Trump administration when a press secretary, after like five, ten minutes, or even Trump himself, got sick of like, all right, we get, I'm done, Jim Acosta, sit down. We're going to ask somebody else, let somebody else ask a question. What would the person do? Well, I want to follow up on what my colleague said there. Why don't you finally give us the answer that we want? They all teamed up. It was tag team. Ducey asks a legitimate question. There is an invasion, a legit invasion happening at the southern border. And not and I, here goes. I just I, not one of these assholes decided to go. You know what? It's a pretty valid question. You claim to have the border under control. Ten thousand people got out of there. You know, a, a good band on the rise or an old band from the 90s can sell out 10,000 seats. That's a pretty big deal. And you're just sitting there pretending that it isn't happening. It is happening. You got liberals across the country, sanctuary cities having enough of this crap, calling out the Biden administration, and they don't give a damn because they don't have to give a damn. Professionally, they don't have to give a damn. You notice these clips that you're seeing of Eric Adams and of the mayor or the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, or the governor of Massachusetts or the mayor of Chicago, whatever. All of these things, you, I bet you've seen them. I bet you've seen them in one of a couple of places. Fox or Newsmax. Fox. We look at the ratings for Newsmax. Not not there. Or on social media. And the odds are you saw it on social media where they're saying, hey, man, you're going to ruin the city. We're overflowing. We're full. We can't. You saw them on social media. Well, why? Because you're not seeing it anywhere else. Your local news, unless maybe you live in one of these states, isn't covering it. The hell does the news in California care about what's happening in Massachusetts that the governor's calling out the National Guard. Why? Why they don't they don't give a crap. If you go to Oregon, do you really think the left wing media in Oregon is gonna go, you know what? New York City's in trouble. And it's in trouble because of bad policies of the Biden administration and the open border. We need to get on this story. No, they don't give a damn. They're probably overwhelmed too, but they're not reporting. They don't care. They do not care. It is a master and servant relationship. It is a host and parasite relationship. Whatever makes you feel least comfortable is what it is. So you've got these big time Democrats and they're saying some serious things and they're really getting screwed over. New York City's looking at a $4 billion cost this year. First off, you want to talk about government efficiency, $4 billion for a couple, like 10,000 or so illegal aliens. Jeez, I want to move there if they're giving out that kind of money. But it's not being reported on anywhere. This is also, in New York, it's a bit of a, you created this massive welfare system. You created all, and then you, you opened it up to illegal aliens. You did it to yourself. I know they want me to care. I just won't. I just don't. I just can't. Well, I can. I just refuse to. But you watch all this crap, and there are legitimate questions, and not one of these pieces of, post-digested food in the White House press corps, except for Peter Ducey, bother to ask a question. Now, could Ducey have asked the question in a less confrontational way? Of course he could have. 
But who cares? That's not the way journalism is conducted anymore. Those people on the left made the rules. Go back and watch any press briefing from the Trump administration. Watch Jim Acosta refuse to shut up. Watch the guy from, I don't even know what the hell he was. He's never broken a story in his life. The only reason he got a CNN contract is because he was a dick. And they're like, oh, he's a dick to Trump. Let's get him. Let's get him. I can't Brian something or other. He's never asked a legit question. He was a dick in those press conferences. Never went, the White House kind of said, you, you know, you shouldn't be here. You, you start trying to, you challenge somebody to a fight at a freaking press briefing. Get out. And the White House press corps said, this is outrageous. This is outrageous. You are not allowed to pick and choose who gets to come in here. This is wrong. We are the press and we demand to be free. And then Simon Abeda, whatever his name is, the black guy from the African News Network that doesn't ask questions like an American black guy does. That's the way Democrats look at him. It's like, hey, wait a second, you're black. You're not supposed to ask those questions. They want to kick him out of the press corps. To my knowledge, the White House Press Association has not said a damn thing about it. Why? Because they're hacks. <laughs> what do you want me to say? They are, they're, they're assholes, all of them. Everybody in that room, they just sit there and move on and go to the next thing. So you, you can have a situation. This is why Democrats act as though they're 10 feet tall and bulletproof. You can have a situation where the president of the United States tells a story at, at a fundraiser, a small fundraiser, not many people there, so it's not like he got confused. And then immediately when he goes to his pre prepared remarks, repeat the same story word for word. It's unbelievable. The rights group. Joe Biden was at a fundraiser yesterday raising money for his campaign. He was reportedly giving remarks in the living room of his host when he explained why he first got in the race for president. He told the story of how Charlottesville in 2017 was the reason he ran. Then, apparently, forgetting he'd just said the story, repeated it again nearly word for word. This is based on the pool report written by Jonathan Lemire from MSNBC. Here's what the pool report said. Quote, POTUS began speaking at 4.09 p.m. His remarks were given in a well-appointed living room with, after an introduction by the, host, the, event hosts, the event host, Amy Goldman Fowler. About two dozen people were in attendance. After briefly touting his economic record, POTUS reflected on his decision to seek the presidency. He told the story about the events of Charlottesville in 2017 as the reason for the campaign. A few minutes later... He told the story again, nearly word for word, end quote. Just repeated himself like he wasn't even there. Now, I get it. It's easy to tune him out. He's a piece of crap. Who wants to listen to a piece of crap? But honestly, how do you say that's normal? Two dozen people, 24 people, first of all, to get an hour or two in a room with the president of the United States, I got to wonder how much those tickets cost to that, to be one of 24 people people with your business before government with your special interests with your pushing for contracts those people ponied up what a cool half million dollars quarter million dollars whatever it is to the party but i'll also say this seems a little sparsely attended to me if you're rich enough to have the president of the united states to hold a fundraiser for him in your living room, you got some square footage in Manhattan. You're rich. You got some square footage in your bank account. Uh, if you can't attract 20, more than 24 people, 
That's an embarrassment, I think. I, I think you should at least have a floor of 50 people. It's the President of the United States. Unless people don't want to be seen with him. They don't want to give him the money. Who knows? Maybe they don't want to give him that much. I don't know. It just strikes me as odd. But then everything this guy does is odd. The only thing he doesn't do that he does that doesn't make any sense more than anything else is how the hell is he ahead in the polls? As he is, make no mistake, despite what you hear, he's ahead in the polls, or it's very close. The, clo- the only time I've ever seen him losing in the polls it was one point, which is well within the margin of error. So this is what the Democratic Party is. This is what the Democratic Party has become. And Peter Ducey trying to ask a question. They're, they're all Fetterman. They're all, there's this footage of Fetter. He's got like the most misshapen body I've ever seen in my life. His little pinhead is on top of this mass of mashed potatoes covered in a hoodie. And then he's got like stick legs, like he suffered polio when he was a kid and his muscles atrophied. He looks, he looks like he took a baseball and stuck some pencils in it or something. I don't know what the hell this is, but he doesn't look healthy. When he dies, don't wish it, but I mean, let's be honest, he didn't take care of his stroke and people who have the kind of strokes he did tend to have more strokes and it doesn't usually work out the second time, especially when they never allowed themselves to recover from the first one. Just saying, it's not me, it's medical science. Look it up. I wonder if they will revert back to the old dress code. I know you now have to dress like an adult because this little idiot presided over the United States Senate in a hoodie and shorts, or a short sleeve shirt and shorts, sorry. A short sleeve shirt and shorts. He looks like one of those pinhead, zippy the pinhead kind of guys. I, I don't know what the hell. I can see why his wife is really not around him all that often or doesn't seem to be anymore. Once the campaign was done, once she got the prestige and the access of being a senator's wife, she's off doing God knows what. God, I don't even care. But, uh, yeah, he's, it, this is who Democrats are. This is how Democrats are. And they're all that attitude. Because Fetterman's going around saying, this is what we're doing, this, blah, 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 blah. I am here to, it's my, and I don't see why these right-wingers are so upset by the fact that I'm dressing the way I need to dress. You know, if you need to dress a certain way, um, you're, you can't be reached, you can't be saved. And I'm not going to feel bad if you go and, I don't know, take a long walk off a short pier because you're not allowed to dress like a 12-year-old who thinks the world is out to get him when the world doesn't give a crap that you exist. Now spare me all that crap. Just watching these people makes me physically ill. But back to Ducey's questions. Ducey's, Ducey's question was perfectly legitimate. Why? Because the governor of New York is out there publicly saying that they're screwed. That they, look, they can't. It's weird because they just, for the loyalty of the party, and for fear of being ostracized and damaged politically, not by, well, the party establishment won't like it, but they will have given up the game. The game is these Democrats have all lied. Voters under control. Everything's fine. Sanctuary cities are great. These people are what drives the economy. Oh, this sweet, sweet, nourishing, illegal alien. They're, they're an economic boost to the United States. It's all a bunch of crap. Every single bit of it is a lie. Every single bit of it is a lie. Otherwise, they'd be fighting to get them. They'd be calling Greg Abbott saying, no, bust them here. Bust them to us. 
They're the best thing to happen to the economy. They're the best part of waking up. They're Folgers in my cup. Send them here. But they're not. They're all whining and complaining to the federal government. Please, God, stop sending them. Make them stop sending them. And oh, by the way, send us more money so we can deal with them. Well, why the hell do you need more money? If they bring in the money, what do you need more money? You've got more money right there. It's all a bunch of crap. Perfectly legitimate question. Listen to Governor Kathy Hochul talking on uh, some local New York station up there just today. You have to be certain that you're not going to take a, uh, support a policy that's going to draw more people because places like New York really are at capacity. You know, we have large hearts. You want to be generous and supportive to people who are experiencing a humanitarian crisis, but there is a limit to what we can do. Yeah, we're at capacity. What do you say to every single Texas town that gets what you've gotten inside of a week? Every week. And while some of them make it your way, most of them don't. Most of them sit on their asses because they're super productive in the state of Texas, draining resources, sending their kids to schools and draining resources there. And we're supposed to feel sorry for you because you got, what, 15,000 illegal aliens up in New York? And you're at capacity. Well, increase your capacity, honey. Or call for sealing the border. That's it. She's not calling for sealing the border. None of these people are calling for sealing the border. All of them are calling for an end to illegal aliens being sent to their states. Well, these are people who thanks to the Biden administration, are led into the country and are therefore free to go wherever the hell they want to go. And sadly, because of, and hilariously actually, because of the overly generous welfare state you creeps have created, New York, Illinois, California, Massachusetts, all these deep blue states, they have big bullseyes on their backs. Why? Because there's free stuff there. These people are illiterate in their own language and not particularly uh, helpful to an economy, but they are not stupid. The left-wing activist groups that help them, coach them, feed them, walk with them, protect them, and make sure that nothing stands in their way as they come from their third world hellhole to the United States, they tell them where to go, where the good places are along the way. See, for years it was, you don't want to be in these Republican areas. Those people are mean and nasty and they won't give you all the bit. But if you go to New York, you'll get rent assist. You'll get all kinds of bonuses. And boy, howdy, it'll be wonderful. Go to New California treats people right. California, they tell these people progressives are wonderful. Progressives are tolerant. And guess what? They come here and they take you up on it. They believed you. And they go and they sign up for these welfare programs. And then it starts draining resources. And everybody's like, oh, crap, our resources are being drained. Like, yeah, well, that's what happens when you create an overly generous welfare system. If you create a beanbag full of money for people to sit on, there are going to be a whole bunch of people who will grow into it like a fat dude on a couch back in the olden days of the Jerry Springer show. Going to have to be surgically removed from that son of a bitch. And you think that's unique to Americans? You think that's unique? Given the choice between working, if you could be honest, if you could maintain your current lifestyle without working, would you? 
half of you are going, yeah, I'd work, I'd work, I'd, I'd work, I need to work, I love to work, or whatever. But the other half of people, and there's nothing wrong with it, would go, no, I wouldn't. I'd re- you mean I could get, keep the same income? I'd, just, I'd retire now. I'd be fine. Hell, I'd probably fall into that camp if we're being honest. That's what these people are doing. You say, well, Derek, they're not really giving them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Where are they coming from? Are they coming from places that have super duper high standards of living or even moderate standards of living? No, they're coming from pits. They're coming from pits because their governments suck, their economy sucks, their political philosophies, everything sucks down there. just sucks. And so... You look at them and I go, well, I could live. You have to work down there, though, because they're not giving you stuff. And you come to the United States and the idiot leftists here give them stuff and they're able to maintain their current lifestyle, which admittedly ain't something you'd aspire to, but it still beats a sharp stick in the eye. And frankly, when you have to when you don't have to worry about drinking water because, you know, it's poison or there's parasites in it or your government just sucks and it's like filthy water and you're going to get massive diarrhea if you drink it. you don't have to do that and you don't have to do that in this country at least not yet they'll probably bring us there then it's even better while you're still not going to be rich you got enough two to three meals a day electricity television when it gets too hot these morons on the left will give you air conditioners and you can pawn the air conditioners when it gets cooler again and then the next time it gets too hot again they'll go wait you don't have an air conditioner well here let me get you an air conditioner life is better here you sit there and you go who the hell would walk two thousand miles well when you've got an entire political movement telling everybody that the pot of gold is at the end of the rainbow just to the north, there's a lot of people willing to walk 2,000 miles. The finish line is, you know, a massage chair. They're putting these people up in hotels. They're giving them walking around money, all these left-wing groups, maybe not directly from the government, but these left-wing groups. How do you think? You've seen the pictures of the hotels in New York, right? There's, like, empty beer everywhere beer ain't free they ain't giving away it's not bud light they're not giving it away but these people are getting it they're not coming in with seed money for their corporations sewn in their underpants this is by design ladies and gentlemen it's just backfiring because the people they want to settle in red states to help flip them in the future are going to blue states because of the social welfare system the hammock they set up and they're going to break the blue states and i hope to god that the red states watch them do it and refuse to bail them out and if republicans have anything in their underwear at all when they come to talk about we need more money for these states to help with these sweet sweet nourishing migrants republicans will draw a line in the sand they've never really drawn lines in the sand they talk a good game but they eventually cave this needs to be the line in the sand you can have all the illegals you want in your state we're going to do everything we can it will shut down this government forever if you try to get them citizenship ever we want to strip them of birthright citizenship for their little snot rocket kids and you're not going to get a single penny more for us they're here illegally they get nothing you want to give them your money knock yourself out you want to give everybody else's money go straight to hell do not pass go 
did not collect $200. Speaking of somebody who should go straight to hell, speaking of money, Zelensky went and spoke to the UN. He's all in New York, and then he was in Washington, D.C., meeting with Joe. It's all for show. They're marching around. He's playing dress-up. He actually, sadly, this guy, he dresses like a clown. He's an actor, but he still looks better than Fetterman does. Just does. Um, he at least wears clothes that fit. They're children's clothes, but they fit him. Well, he wants more money, of course. Joe Biden wants to give him more money, of course. And Kevin McCarthy was asked about this. And you got to love the, the way, you know, we're not going to hear the question here, but every question that is asked about these things is framed in such a way as though we owe him the money. We owe Ukraine the money, and Republicans are standing in the way of giving money. It's like you lost a bet, and your mom is telling the bookie, look, we're not going to let you. I need to know what the bet was. I need to know what the point spread was. I need to know what you're going to do with the money, or I'm not going to let Junior pay you. And they're like, no, no, what do you, what do you mean? No, the real thing is we need to know where that money's going. We need to know where the money in the past went. We need to know how it is Zelensky's, you know, doing all right for himself with bank accounts in his name. How it is so many Ukrainians are so rich and yet they're siphoning our money to fight their war. Poland is done. They're smart. There has to be a limit. Without a limit, you settle into a comfortable situation. It doesn't even have to be corruption. It can just be complacency, which is its own form of corruption. If you don't have to worry, if there's no sense of urgency, and you can say, well, Tarek, what about the loss of life? Yeah, sort of, but not really. Do you think Vladimir Putin gives a crap about the loss of life? Do you really think Zelensky gives a crap about the loss? Oh, look, you see these people all, it drives me nuts. It's entirely possible that I am a heartless prick. All right, it just is. But I don't think it is. You can look at a situation and go, that's a terrible situation. That's a horrible, I feel badly for the people in it. And then immediately go about your business and never think about it again. Especially if it's on the other side of the planet or it's people you don't know. It could be the other side of town and it's people you don't know. You go, oh my God, that kid was shot and killed. This is terrible. I feel awful for them. Anyway, can you pass the potatoes? It's, it sounds heartless, but it's not heartless. It's normal. If we were impacted by everything the way the left pretends to be impacted by everything, you wouldn't be able to function as a human being. You would just be a bowl of blithering, blathering jello, crying constantly, because quite frankly, if you want to find it, there is stuff in the world that's absolutely horrible and it happens every single day. Every single day, somebody's suffering, somebody's murdered, some kid died. It's, it's horrible. Now, it's, you can feel badly for people, but you go about your business, and thank God you can, because otherwise we would just be frozen nonstop. But if you know somebody, if you have a connection to them, a real connection, not a left-wing progressive connection through identity politics, you, you are impacted differently. When my friend's son had the stroke, it's horrible. It's horrible. It did occupy a lot of my... He's doing a lot better. Thank you for the people who still ask. He's doing a lot better. Uh, never probably be 100%, but, you know, who knows? Fingers crossed. He's doing great, considering... 
But then you hear a story about a kid shot and killed in Baltimore, a kid shot and killed in Chicago, and they happen all the time, and you go, that sucks. But it doesn't impact me the same way as somebody that I know. But the left breaks down, and there's that kid, tragedy, got shot in the head. Black kid knocked on the door of the house, the old white guy, senile, I think, shot him. Thought he was trying to rob the place, whatever. Horrible situation. It's not national news, although it's national news now because the race is aligned in a way that the left likes. But the people saying, this is an injustice, this is terrible. Do you really think they give a crap? George Floyd, how many people who were peacocking on cable television really, and I'm going to swear again, do you think gave a shit about George Floyd? None of them when he was alive. Exactly none of them. Did his family member, were his family members? No, I think his family members lived down south somewhere. They weren't out there trying to get him off the streets, trying to get him off the junk, maybe occasionally with a phone call or something like that, but they weren't dedicated their life to it. When was the last time George Floyd saw his daughter? To hear the stories of him, you'd think he was father of the year. Well, fathers of the year tend not to smoke crack. They tend not to smoke meth. They tend not to have, you know, five, six times the lethal amount of fentanyl in their systems. I'm just saying, anything of the year, unless it's junkie of the year, tends not to have a current history of massive hardcore drug abuse. But none of that mattered. He was a saint. He was a wonderful Michael Brown. He's a gentle giant. Yeah, who just robbed a liquor store. No, but that's different. He needed some rolling papers for his, his joints. Oh, okay. And then he tried to grab a, co- a gun from a cop. And Yeah, but that's different because the cop was white. Okay, I don't follow your logic. You wouldn't, being a racist. They care so deeply about these people. Only after they're dead. When if they'd given a single turd nugget about them while they were alive, maybe they'd still be alive. Not talking about the family members. I can only imagine trying to get a junkie off the stuff is wildly difficult for family members, especially when you live thousands of miles away. But the peacocking douchebags on MSNBC. Remember Joy Reid when the uh, blonde girl, the good-looking blonde girl disappeared out west in the park and it turned out that her boyfriend did it? And it was national news. I didn't think that needed to be national news either. I didn't think that was national news at all. But it goes into my hierarchy of what is newsworthy. And if it's a cute, good-looking, whatever, white chick, whether she's the victim or the perp, that that is only beaten by celebrity. But that is, uh, that is the hierarchy. Then it's certain ways of race, and then it's nothing else. They don't give a damn. But you look at that situation, and Joy Reid did a whole monologue about, this is just a missing white girl syndrome, and they're doing all this, that, and the other thing, only because she's white. And don't you... And by the way, Joy Reid did a whole bunch of stories about the the murder and, and whether or not the boyfriend did it and blah, blah, blah. All the same crap she was bitching about. And she said, but what about the number of black women? What about the number of Native American women? Where are the stories about those, those people? And I'm like sitting there going... Hey, you gutter snipe, you have a television show. There's literally nothing stopping you from doing that every single night. She did do it one night. She said, what about this one? What about the other one? What about?" And she was highlighting these women who had gone missing. What about that? And then she never did it again. There was no follow-up. 
She just wanted to bitch about it. Oh, this is unfair. And they're only doing this because they're white. Well, uh, is there like a boss at MSNBC preventing you from doing the talking about the things you want to talk about? The the missing off white girls or something? If there, if there is, out that person or have some principles and resign. They only let me talk about missing white girls. Then quit your job. Give a big speech. Give a big fu speech at the end of your show and quit your job on principle. And you really want to draw some attention. But she didn't. She did none of it. She dropped the subject entirely. If she could have, she, I guess she would have continued to talk about it if she could bitch about Donald Trump somehow in the process. These people are all frauds. They're all fakes. They're all phonies. They're all garbage. So Zelensky's up there meeting with King Garbage. Today. And the press is asking Kevin McCarthy about why are you going to Republicans going to block this money? What do you mean block this money? Is Zelensky entitled to this money? There's no blocking the money. Joe wants us to spend the money. The money is not the money, frankly, doesn't exist right now. Joe wants Congress to create the money to give to Zelensky. There's no obligation whatsoever, legally or morally, to do so. So Kevin McCarthy grew his, well, he didn't grow him, his testicles descended a little bit from his stomach. And he made a really good point. Listen to it. Is Zelensky elected to Congress? Is he our president? I don't think I have to commit anything. I have questions for him. Where's the accountability and the money we already spent? What is the plan for victory? I think that's what the American public wants to know. Look, what Russia has done invade is wrong. It's an atrocity. We want to make sure that ends. I also have always said from the beginning, no matter what the issue is, I want accountability for whatever the hardworking taxpayers spend their money on, and, want a, and I want a plan for victory. Yeah. Hey, wait, is Zelensky in Congress? Is Zelensky? I don't know him squat. Okay? It's a classic beggar being a chooser. Zelensky reminds me of the homeless junkie at Union Station in Washington, D.C. when I first started working at the Heritage Foundation back in 2001. I would take the leftovers from the public meetings and the private meetings where they had catering because I didn't have any money. I was barely making it by. I bought gallon Ziploc bags to stuff filled with food. I'd fill the fridge and then fill my bag on the way home with the stuff out of the fridge and hope that it didn't turn, hope the train didn't you know, have a problem. And I'd spend two hours on the train rather than an hour. And then I'm like, all right, I got to throw this food out. But I would have bags three gallon ziploc bags filled with quarter cut three inch uh subway sandwiches from public events because they were getting subway at every event there was a ton of it and people would walk past it going well subway again and go i'd rather go buy lunch i couldn't i'd bring them home i'd take the lunch meat off and i'd like mix it with eggs or make new sandwiches with it because the bread gets soggy and everything i do give some lunch meat to the cats it was it was helped me it really did help me but every once in a while, sometimes you, when you're walking with three gallons of block bags full of Subway sandwiches, you're just not getting through them all. Or you could, I suppose, theoretically, you got about a three-day window to do it, but you will get sick of it. But also, somebody sitting there looks like hell and says, can you help me get a sandwich? You got any money? I can help me get a sandwich. And you're like, well, I got three gallons of block bags full of sandwiches. I tell you what, buddy, I can't give you any money. I don't have any money, but I can give you a gallon Ziploc bag full of sandwiches. You can eat them for the rest of the day. Whatever you can give them out to your friend, and you looks and they refuse to take them. About seventy percent of the time, they'd look at you like with this look, like I can't smoke this. How am I supposed to cook this up and inject this into my veins? 
And it just sit there and well, the people who took it, you're like, well, great, congratulations. They're like, they were really grateful because they could stop begging. They were really begging for money, for food. And now they didn't have to worry about it. Now maybe they went and ate and then they, now I can get high. I can beg, maybe sell some sandwiches to my junkie friends and get high, whatever. Zelensky is like that. He wants your help. He wants your charity. Actually, a lot of these illegal aliens are the same kind of way. They want your charity on their terms. That's not how it works. <laughs> That's not how it works. I bring nothing to the table. I will do nothing. I will not even be grateful for uh, what you're doing. Now, open your wallet. That's all you're giving me is that much. You've, you've got to give me more. It's not even worth my time to take this. You look at it and you just go, what in the hell? How did we get here? And all roads lead back to Democrats. All roads lead back to the progressive left. Disgusting is not a strong enough word. Now you see why the week in effing review exists. <sighs> because the news needs to be talked about in a certain way sometimes, most of the time, particularly lately. So check that out, please, at patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com. Where else are you going to? We're coming up on uh, 37 minutes of this program. Not a single cut, not a single edit, nothing. Remember that when you hear people today, later, going, oh, uh, we got, I couldn't react to this audio yesterday because it was happening during the show. Uh, or it happened right before we went on, or it happened right after. Now, you can do it. You can do it. If I can do this as a lowly unpaid amateur, a highly paid professional should be able to do it, or maybe you shouldn't be a highly paid professional. Don't, uh, maybe we think too much about these people. Maybe we put too much in these people. Maybe they're too busy trying to sell you their latest crap while promising you they don't want to sell you anything and promoting themselves while telling you they don't really want to promote anything and monetizing you while they're saying, we're never going to monetize you. Buy my stuff. Three-hour commercial is really god-awful radio. God, I miss Rush. Have a great weekend. Hopefully see you at the Weekend F and Review tonight at midnight. Have a great one.